0: Oikos Podcast: Sustainability Conversations. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Melissa Pascal, a participant and blogger at the Oikos Young Scholars Organization's Academy in Switzerland. Our guest today is Ignasi Marti, who is an associate professor at EM Lyon in France and we're going to talk today um, about some of the interesting issues that have come up dur- during the academy this week. Um, welcome, Ignasi. Thank you for Good joining on. us today. Thank you very much, Lisa. Uh To start off, could you just tell us a little bit about your background and the research you're currently working on? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, so that's Ignacy Marti. i um, uh, um, Ph.D. in management from ESA Business School. My background is in, in political philosophy and in economics, although I would say I consider myself more like a, yeah, more in the philosophy tradition, let's say. Um, about my work, I've been working on, on, on social entrepreneurship phenomena for, uh, for a few years now. I started doing work in Bangladesh for my dissertation, uh, studying uh, well, the building of... Uh, people call today inclusive markets and in particular how actors in this case it was an NGO try to come up with uh, let's say innovative or transformative solutions in order to facilitate people who are excluded from society from their communities from markets to be uh, to have a more active role in their communities markets etc uh, and this entails the or the whole creation transformation and rethinking on existing roles uh, of the game institutions norms etc um, so this has been part of the work i've been doing more recently i've been doing work in latin america more specifically in argentina and in this case i'm interested in and this is kind of ongoing work on um, how uh, again entrepreneurs are trying to uh, bring entrepreneurial energy or transformative energy to, to kind of marginalize communities. Um, so that's basically me in terms of research, I'm kind of starting this, is something I, I I introduced somehow in the, the first day here in the academy, I'm kind of starting a new project that is kind of in line with part of this world, but has to do in particular with the notion of dignity and indignation, and how these two concepts which are not equivalent but are kind of related, they are at the core of certain current movements all over the world but in particular in Spain where I am from and also in Argentina and they somewhat kind of resonate with things that are happening in in, for instance in the US with Occupy Wall Street etc. So how this notion of dignity permeates what many people are kind of thinking about today, uh, how the wall is and. uh, what their role is and how they are treated, somehow, and how they find energy to try to change who they are, who the people that uh, they know are, and so on and so forth.
0: Uh, thank you. That's really fascinating work, and we're very fortunate to have you here at the Academy this week. Um, you just mentioned uh, uh, people and sort of who they want to be, and um, I remember in your introductory presentation this week. You talked about the scholar you are becoming and the journey that you have been on in your (coughs) career so far, Um, and that was really interesting to hear. I wonder if, based on your experience, you have any advice for us and for other scholars who are just starting out in their academic careers um, for how they can best figure out what sort of scholar they would like to become and how they can set out on that journey.
1: Hmm. I think it's very difficult to give an advice on that. Uh, for me it's uh, it's been like, uh, well, in a way that's something I was commenting on on that that first day with many of the students because one, one of the richness of the academy I found is that there are people with very different backgrounds and it's something that kind of resonates with me because when I started the business school. At the PhD, there was no one with a similar background like me, like philosophy. So for me, it has been like a long journey to get back to my origins, which are in philosophy, and to think about well, that 's to figure out this is actually where I want to go in the coming years. Who knows what's going to happen later on. Uh, so, but uh, but I guess uh, for for some of these years, uh, I've been trying to f- kind of to find out what is really interesting, what is really motivating me. What I found extremely, let's say, fascinating about the work I'm I'm interested in, uh, and I think some somewhat uh, somehow I found that finally like going back to many of the things I was interested ten fifteen years ago, which I guess might be the case for many of uh, for many of the young scholars like saying well, but it's the reason that motivated me to get into this, and then of course when you get into a PhD you think well you you get plenty of uh, different sort of advice, well this is more relevant for the Academy, with this you might have more chances to get published. And of course I care about that, and I should care, and and my school care, and they let me know that I should care. But uh, try to find your own line, and try to find, and that's part of becoming an academic, try to find who, when I said kind of who I'm becoming, also trying to see what is the voice that I might have in the Academy, both in terms of uh, Publishing both in terms of uh, also in terms of uh, what I'm doing in terms of teacher, but also kind of impact that I might have uh, Let's say beyond the Academy So I would say try to like going back to the question. Uh, so trying to to think <coughs> <sorry>. <coughs> Try to think about uh, yeah, what what is that really motivated me to get into this uh, and in a way, try to be honest with you with with oneself but uh, and of course this perhaps this is easier said than done. I guess I was kind of pretty lucky in terms of uh, the support I got from my school because I never got any anyone telling me, yeah, but this is i mean in terms of publication, this is more unlikely, et cetera. I never got that kind of uh, feedback. It might be the case in other institutions so i guess and, and that's perhaps other part of the story. Uh, try to find a place where you fit well and where you feel that uh, this is a place where you can contribute in terms of the school, the university, you are going to work. But sometimes you don't have the choice, so try to find the space there.
0: Well, it sounds like there are certainly no easy answers, but it's great to have um, role models like you helping helping us and, and, and helping us know what sort of challenges to expect in the future. Um, I wanted to shift topics um, and talk about something that has been a frequent question during our sessions this week, where many of the participants were looking for advice on what sort of theoretical lens to apply to their topics. Um, Frequently, we tend to be a bit more phenomenon-driven than other academics. By we, I mean scholars who are really passionate about sustainability topics. And I was wondering if you have any General insights about the sorts of theories that tend to apply well or be particularly relevant to topics in uh, social entrepreneurship and sustainability.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a tough question too. Uh, I think because it depends very much into the what, again what what you are interested in. Um, one, I mean, one of the richness of the of the academy here is that you, you would see people that are interested in how actually people make sense of the phenomenon, so they're using sense-making theory, and I think that's a very valuable approach. Uh, And in particular, combined with institutional theories, institutional theories, as it happens, at the larger academy has kind of become like hegemonic, and everyone seems to be using institutional theory as a sort of joker that you can use. But sense-making seems to be very relevant. Uh, In particular, talking about something that, for many people, I mean, it seems to be obvious, but at the end of the day, you don't really know what it means. Or, or so you're trying to make sense of that, and also giving sense to others, which seems to be very relevant when you are talking about, in many cases, like powerful uh, actors, like corporate corporations. So that would be one. Uh, there are plenty of uh, work on uh, on on language discourse analysis that I think it seems to be relevant uh, as well, which is related to the first one. To be sure. Uh, uh, the use of institutional theory with very different traditions. We have seen this here, mostly in in the academy, dominated by, let's say, sociological organizational approaches. Uh, But there are many others that might be interested, like more historical institutionalism, that might be interested to think about how the whole concept actually has evolved and to have a, like a, because this is probably one of the drawbacks of many work by institutionalists in organization in management which is to forget about the importance of of history so to have a more like kind of longitudinal uh... kind of longer perspective on on how these things have evolved and different actors, how they have participated in the whole process of of the merging of these concepts and the configuration of the fields Um, for instance we had this uh... we we had uh, during the academy we had uh, the opportunity to visit the hub or to talk with people from accountability. So how are these people emerging? Why? I mean, when do they come from? Where, where do they come from? When do they decide to jump into this or to have a kind of longer perspective? It makes a lot of sense. Uh, and also, I think, for me, I think it's very important to borrow concepts. Uh, and this is why, I mean, this resonates to the previous question on, on, on who you are and where do you come from so uh things related with uh with like more political uh issues in a way, so I think people can get very useful things from our political science in terms of uh well understand having a more kind of holistic uh complex perspective on on many of these dynamics um, and then <clears throat> something that for yeah this is like say in almost everything, but uh, then I, for my own work I found it very, very interesting to, to, to get into approaches on economic sociology, to understand, because many of these things have, uh, many of these discussions have to do with like a kind of more market-driven uh, transformation of the whole society, so to understand how many of these processes going on Contribute to the creation of certain configuration of markets, so markets get crystallized in a particular manner because of the intervention of these different actors. So, what are the consequences of that? What are in terms of redistribution of wealth, redistribution of access uh, of opportunity for different people? So, all these kind of things. I think that's that's extremely relevant as well. And then, of course, when you talk about economic sociology, there are very different trends you can think of and borrow from. to, we could go on and on and on
0: with that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that could be a, a discussion of many hours, but yeah. um, you certainly have said a number of insightful things in the limited time we have, so thank you for that. Um, just to, to wrap up, I would be curious um, what exactly motivated you to decide to join the Oikos Academy, and what are you taking away from it now mm-hmm. that the week is almost over?
1: What motivated to me the first the first thing I, I was really honored to get the, the invitation uh, uh, I still consider myself like a junior faculty member, so when I got the invitation uh, the first thing I did is to reply back and say, okay, uh, thank you i'm very happy to go. Do you know who I am and uh, one thing that I learned from the organize from the organizer from just and, and other people is that they really want to have this this, and then you see this in the academy. So this for me probably the one of the most valuable things like a, like a, a variety among the students but a variety among the faculty. So I have learned a lot from like more senior faculty that uh, were in the academy, uh, also from younger so there are even people who are younger than me. Um, so that, that kind of motivated me to come that, that was one thing. I mean to have the chance to come, of course the, the place is, it's, it helps a lot right? But then to have the chance to talk with other PhD students, to know what they are doing. Uh, in a way, I feel that I'm not that far from them. So it was just only five years, four years that I finished. Uh, but it's a great chance to, to get to know what other people are doing in different parts of the world. So that's, that's, that's very, very, I mean, that's extremely valuable. Um, so that's perhaps the, the most, the most uh, important thing. That motivated here, and also what I get out from here. So um, I mean, all all the things that I got. Yeah, one thing that I probably one well, yeah, I would say one one of the things that I really really surprised me from the academy is the 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 wonderful kind of working environment that has been created, the climate here. So there are plenty of of activities. It's 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 demanding, so we work hard, but at the same time, it's not like extremely tiring, like many other events like this might be. And this provides lots of opportunity for people to to talk, to interact with faculty, with non-faculty, and I think that's that's extremely unique in a way. Uh, so thinking myself about things that I could do with my own students, there are also things that I get out from here. And for instance, I had the chance yesterday to participate uh, in a kind of a informal talk organized by some of some of the students, like like you, and it was extremely impressive learning experience in terms of what people are doing in different schools, how do they manage the process, how do they deal with supervisors, how do they deal with their own process of uh, writing, thinking, struggling with the dissertation, which is something that I hope I can also bring back to my school and and kind of think of when I'm dealing with my own PhD students, present and future.
0: Well, thank you very much. Our time has come to an end. I'm glad you were able to join us today. This was a podcast um, with Ignasi Marti by Oikos International. More information on Oikos and the Young Scholars Academies can be found on our website, www.oikosinternational.org academic. Thank you for joining us today.